This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, 2018 lecture by James Giordano. I analyzed it on October 22nd. I'm going to pull it right back up, and we are jumping right back into this, folks. Here we go. Three, two, one, go back in the time machine. So this guy is literally telling you, this is one of their weapons of war. And it has to do with uh, neuroscience, brain science, because part of this has to do with the psychological operation coupled with the actual genetic modification of these bugs to get people sick. But then it's, it's tied into the psychological operation. All right, let's continue. I've rippled the sheets of the worried well. At first blush, I get every hypochondriac running to their physician, but at second and third blush... I get those individuals who begin to become worried that they may have been exposed to this. That the- Pause right there. What did he just say? He gets every hypochondriac to run to their physician. Well, that's what happened during COVID land. Every germaphobe was freaking out, and then they turned a bunch of people into germaphobes. And think about the other psychological operation that ran. Every single person who stood by, let's say, Trump, or let's say Ron DeSantis, or let's say Greg Abbott, the governors of Texas and Florida, and they got those people suffering from Stockholm Syndrome, which was every governor who would just slightly put the boot on your neck or put the boot on your neck and then lift it up for a day, they would run to them as a hero. So they were praising and worshiping the people that were torturing them. And so that is a major psychological operation. Look at people today that still defend Donald Trump. And if you're one of them, fine. But Donald Trump goes out there and he still says, my vaccine, the greatest vaccine, the beautiful vaccine. Without me, we wouldn't have created the vaccine. He literally is telling you this while at the same time you believe that people are dropping dead or getting cancer because of it yet you still praise him and support him and come up with these mental gymnastics to sit there and say well he didn't mandate it and force it he just is telling people he agrees with it so if it's poison and it's killing people how is he not responsible well that's part of the psychological operation that's the stockholm syndrome so this guy is explaining exactly what occurred over the last two and a half years let's continue children may have been exposed to this that their loved ones their kin their kids may have been exposed to this of course The physicians, the CDC, the public health service comes back and says, no, no, that's not what's going on. But I get back on the Internet and I say, oh, don't you listen to that. That's fake. That's false. Your government knows what's going on. They can't do anything about it and they can't treat you. They're going to end up quarantining you. How many people would I need to affect? 
Think about that, folks. Talking about quarantining, talking about the government not being able to protect you. This could have been an operation run by our very government. Come on. Either that, either that, if you want to believe it was China that did this, then uh, China might have watched this speech that we're watching and they said, thank you for the intelligence, Dr. James Giordano. And then you'd ask yourself why something that appears to, uh, that it should have been classified, why this speech is even out in the public, folks. While everything else in this country is classified for the sake of national security. We can't know about half the stuff our government is doing because of national security. But this speech gets out there. I'm going to actually cut this clip, I think, and put it out uh, just as like a five or ten minute uh, thing with a quick explanation analysis uh, on the Dustin Gold Standard a podcast channel. So you can share that with your friends and family because uh, that is pretty damning, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's continue. We modeled it. Somewhere between 12 and 240. What would be the effect? Hang on, folks. Within 41 to 45 days, we would crash the United States public health system. Crash it. In so doing, I render the United States infrastructure vulnerable, either there or elsewhere. See the ripple effect? See the disruptive effect? I can disrupt an individual from the level of their cell to their system and disrupt individuals on a variety of levels from individuals all the way up to the social fabric. And that social fabric may go even further. It may be geopolitical. I need you to think just for a moment, if you could, why would it be of any value at all to affect disrupt and disable individuals who are U.S. Embassy personnel in Havana. When did it happen? What was happening? What would be the benefit in fracturing a growing economic, political, and social trust in that part of the world? Who would benefit? What would be the long-term effects, for example, of at least indicating that U.S. Embassy personnel and Foreign Service personnel are vulnerable to these types of threats? Could you, in fact, pair the threat with some type of condition stimulus? So now what you're able to do is to evoke a response in the worried well. I only offer possible suggestions for your speculation and your uh, consideration, if you will. Right, and that is what I do, folks. I'm only offering you, I'm only offering you possible uh, situations so that you can speculate on these matters that maybe Dr. James Giordano is talking about wargaming, real-time think tanking, how a COVID land high school theater production would take place, folks. You just want to go back to your dormitory room and have a beer after listening to Dr. Death over here tell you about uh, how he's planning to orchestrate a COVID land the high school theater production but there it is these are the type of people that our government employs the state employs to come up with schemes like that folks unbelievable stuff all right listen if you have not left a review at apple podcast five stars plus a comment i would appreciate that very much Folks, it helps us grow. The show is growing every day. I'm really, really happy with that. Eventually, I'll lay out some additional plans where um, I'm trying to get this show to go to for what reasons, and I'll explain it. I'm pretty trans. I'm a pretty transparent guy. Um, 
you know, in order to make this show work, I've got to get to a certain level. I prefer to be doing this rather than utilizing my skills to basically sit around and do nothing. I'd rather be sharing this information with folks out there. So I'll get to that probably next week, lay out some of the battle plans, explain what we're doing, where we're going with this, and um, and then we'll see how you guys can help with that, folks. All right, but just leave me a Apple Podcast review for now. That really does help us. And if you want to, jump over to pain.tv slash gold and join us for the ad-free video version of this podcast podcast and the ability to comment and talk with other people that are listening to this show as well as the people from the thomas paniac community ladies and gentlemen all right let's continue with dr james giordano we can even go further one of the newest developments is that nanoparticulate matter can be stabilized for distribution if you're not aware of what nanoparticulate matter is it's that matter which exists on a scale of one times ten to the minus ninth very very small smaller than a cell and we one times 10 to the minus ninth ladies and gentlemen manufacture materials that have discrete properties that can be controlled by virtue of bioengineering and their physical chemistry to auto aggregate to be able to aggregate in particular areas based upon their biological and or chemical sensitivity but now we go one step further most recently just a few weeks ago it was announced that you could then aerosolize nanomaterials and go one step further, I can create small robotic units, controllable robotic units at the nanoscale, and that these two can be aerosolized to create a nanoswarm of biopenetrable materials that you cannot see, that can penetrate all but the most robust biochemical filters, that are able to integrate themselves through a variety of membranes, mucous membranes, and wherever, mouth, nose, ears, eyes, can be then uptaken into the vascular system to create clumping, can affect the vascular system of the brain, or can directly diffuse into the brain space, and these can be weaponized. Okay, did you gather all that, folks? Now, to me, I've listened to this before. I'm aware of this type of technology. Dr. Charles Morgan III talked about some of this technology in front of the West Point Academy as well. Okay, so I'm familiar with this. If you've been listening to the show, you're familiar with this. But if you're new to the show, uh, or you're really paying attention right now, you're hyper-focused on Dr. James Giordano, you probably just crapped your pants, folks. Because this stuff is incredible, what he's talking about. Uh, turning these nanoparticles that can turn into a swarm, into aerosols, they can penetrate... Uh, filtration systems and they could go up into your nose um, imagine combining so the last piece he was talking about was in the form of creating these bugs and releasing these bugs that would cause a sickness but imagine taking the nanoparticles <coughs> excuse me <coughs> excuse me folks imagine taking the nanoparticles and putting into use something like he was talking about before that they spread through the bugs, right? So now you're creating a sickness inside of people. You combine that with the psychological warfare operation. I mean, this is damning stuff, ladies and gentlemen. This is a government official here talking to the Modern War Institute. Modern War. And remember, he started off talking about the brain being the 21st century battlescape, right? The battle for the brain. And a lot of this he's talking about is combining the scientific 
uh, forms of war with the psychological operations that come from it. Let me just play that piece one more time. All right, folks, this is Dustin Gold in the present, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you are enjoying this. We are almost done, but you have to hear the rest of what Dr. Giordano talks about. And then I'm going to come back into the present, and I'm going to wrap up, sort of summarize what we covered, because this is going to lead us into a new discussion, something that I found a couple of weeks ago, and I just haven't had the time to weave it back in to the show. But we are going to complete the um, analysis of Giordano's speech that all this stuff comes from, and then I'm going to get into a new piece that I found where Giordano actually talks about COVID-19 in April 2020. Remember, all of this is from 2018. Folks, we'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to Ping.tv slash gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard, ladies and gentlemen. All right, folks, this is very important stuff, and I hope you do share this podcast episode with folks all right people that are still concerned about covid land the high school theater production how we got here what we think might be going on look we can all take guesses but now we're listening to two high level frankenstein doctors coming out of the department of defense back in 2018 describing some very sinister technologies that they have been working on inside of the government. And it's pretty scary when you put this stuff up against what has happened to us over the last two and a half years, folks. Is it not? Is it not? So please share this with folks out there. I know this was a little rough. We put it together on the fly. The way I had to cut up the video with the commercial breaks and stuff from the past, I think it worked out fairly well, though. And hopefully this sparks a larger discussion and more people will start to realize what may or may not have happened. Now, I understand, and I'll address this later, there could be other things that were inside the vaccine, nanobots and such. Oh, yeah, I think there could be a whole host of things, as, of, as I've explained on multiple episodes. Just because a vial says Moderna or says Johnson & Johnson or Pfizer, it doesn't mean that every vial that was disseminated has the same exact ingredients inside it, folks. It could be a whole host of things. All right, we're going to continue with this. I'm going back in time to October 22nd in 3, 2, 1. Let's go. From it, Let me just play that piece one more time for you. Recently, just a few weeks ago, it was announced that you could then aerosolize nanomaterials and go one step further, I can create small robotic units, controllable robotic units at the nanoscale, and that these two can be aerosolized to create a nanoswarm, 
of biopenetrable materials that you cannot see, that can penetrate all but the most robust biochemical filters, that are able to integrate themselves through a variety of membranes, mucous membranes, and wherever, mouth, nose, ears, eyes, can be then uptaken into the vascular system to create clumping, can affect the vascular system of the brain, or can directly diffuse into the brain space, and these can be weaponized. And they can be done in such a level that their presence is almost impossible to detect, and as such, the attribution becomes exceedingly difficult to demonstrate. How much of this material would I need? Take a look. This is the front of my pen. This amount of nanomaterial, if be able to maintain and sustain with regard to its deliverability and aerosolization, could in fact affect all of you, or based upon where I come from, New York City, all yous. Look at this. Look at this. I'm carrying that material. Would you see it? Would I have to lug a giant weapon into the room? No, I wouldn't. And what if, in fact, I utilize some form of an unmanned aerial device or unmanned ground device as a delivery vehicle? Something like a drone or a bug. Could I do something with that? But let's keep going. Could I also utilize a whole host of devices to be able to affect individuals close in, for example, during interrogations, during social engagements, during human terrain team engagements, or more remotely, in a room, in a theater, in an airplane, in a bus, in a store, in a mall? The answer is increasingly yes. Unbelievable stuff, is it not, folks? I mean, he's sitting there now. I, I, I didn't even bust in because he slowed down a little. It's a little easier to understand them now. But uh, pretty amazing that he's sitting there in front of this room full of cadets and he's explaining this. So up on the screen now, and uh, for those of you in the audio-only audience, they keep going back and forth between a shot of him, of Dr. James Giordano, and then a shot of his PowerPoint presentation. So up on the screen now, he has challenges and opportunities. Relative facility of neuroscience technology, off-the-shelf, dedicated efforts, nations and independent actors, and then recognition of viability of use, variety of applications, and then lack of commitment to neuroscience technology, RDT, does not preclude others. RDT initiatives may augment it, difficulty of global surety. So let's continue with this, but let this stuff absorb, let it sink in, because you should understand, again, put this in context, this is in a, a, a government mad scientist and I told you in the beginning, try to look at this from the lens of him talking about you and I as the enemy. If we truly believe, no matter what side of the uh, so-called aisle you came from, you always hated the government. The left complained about the government. The right complained about the government. Trump people complained about the government. Antifa complained about the government. BLM complained about the government. If you hate Joe Biden, you're complaining about the government. If you hate Donald Trump, you're complaining about the government. So we all complain about the government. So if you look at the government as your enemy, the government sure as hell looks at you as their enemy. And everything we've seen them do to us over the last two and a half years would lead you to believe that the government is your enemy. So when Dr. James Giordano is talking about these methods and these practices and this modern form of warfare, look at it as if he is talking about you as the enemy and the adversary, and he is part of the team of elites 
the social engineers, the prison planet wardens, the agent Smiths in the Matrix. That's his team. Transhumanist technocrats, that is his team. We are part of the adversary. We are the enemy. All right, let's continue. So this then represents for us both a challenge and an opportunity. The challenge is that increasingly what we find is that neuroscience and technology is relatively easy to obtain. Many of the things that I've just spoken to you about are viable and obtainable directly to the consumer or directly to the scientist. We also know that many of the products that are available direct to consumer can be easily modified to create things that have a much higher weaponization potential. But more than that, we also recognize that there are dedicated efforts on the part of nation states and even groups of non-state actors and increasingly virtual nations that are using virtual currencies to fund research efforts in these areas. I'd like to think that I'm a smart guy talking to a bunch of very intelligent individuals, but let's face it, we're not the only smart people in the world. And if we're thinking this way, there are plenty of other people who are thinking this way too. Some of them are our allies, some of them may be our competitors, and some of them are combatants and hostiles. Yeah, combatants and hostiles, okay? So he just said he's not the only crazy bastard that's thinking about this stuff. Other people are. Some are allies, some are, um, you know, their foes, and some are combatants. That would be us. He's talking about us. And when he talked about these virtual states using virtual currency to fund research into this technology, I am a strong believer, okay, that when you listen to Yuval Noah Harari speak, he is speaking to the elites, the people that he perceives to be on his team, the haves, the social engineering class, the technocrats, the transhumanists. He is speaking to them, the people who are seeking out immortality and God status, okay? I think that is clear. He's not speaking to you or me. He is not warning us about the dangers of big data and the dangers of transhumanist technology and the dangers of singularity, the merger of man and machine. No, he is speaking to the elites. That who is who he works for, Yuval Noah Harari. And so when he sits there and he says, essentially that this technology that I speak of, that he speaks of, can be used against us. He warns them. I showed you a clip the other day of Yuval Noah Harari saying, imagine the day that the dictator of North Korea could read people's emotions while they sit in their own living room. And he will know if you are truly happy, if you're sad, if you're disgusted. And he said, but never forget that this technology is not just for the peasants. This technology can also be used against us right here at the World Economic Forum. And what he means by that, folks, if you listen to him in a number of speeches... He is warning the elites, he is warning the haves that we need to make a move on this technology, we need to control it. Remember, he sits at the world stage. He is not talking as an advisor to the United States or an advisor to the United Nations or an advisor to the State of Israel. He is speaking to the World Council, the World Economic Forum, a collection of of the CEOs, the heads of state, the bureaucrats, the heads of the trade associations, the union leaders, 
all of the people that believe they're going to elevate to God's status, all the people that are part of this public-private partnership of which makes up the World Economic Forum. And so he's warning them that if they don't harness these technologies and use them against the have-nots, against us, the peasants, the serfs, the plebeians, that we may get a hold of this stuff and utilize it against them. And that is exactly what you just heard. This transhumanist, this technocrat, this Frankenstein doctor, James Giordano, this extension of the state, a spokesman for the state, a scientist, an engineer, a doctor for the state. He just said to the Modern War Institute, West Point Academy, military cadets and faculty that he is not the only mad scientist thinking about doing these horrible things to people there are also combatants people from a virtual state using virtual currencies working on this as well and so what their fear is is that this stuff will be used against them if they don't harness this technology and i'm telling you folks it is a fear in their hearts. If you ever watched Breaking Bad, you will see that one of Walter White, the main character played by Brian Cranston's falses, is that he's basically paranoid. And he always ends up thinking that everyone is coming after him. So he always preemptively strikes and ends up killing a lot of people along the way. And I think that a lot of these guys, as wealthy as they are, as influential as they are, as powerful as they are, they suffer from an inferiority complex. And they always believe that people are going to strike them if they don't strike first. And so this mass genocide that may be in the works of humanity comes from the sickness that these people suffer from. And that is that they believe that the plebeians will strike first. And so what's going to happen, folks, this is where the idea of engineering humanity out of existence comes from. This is where I came up with that concept. Because one, you have the scientists and engineers always trying to make things perfect, always trying to find problems and fix problems, even when problems do not exist. And then on top of it, you have the people in charge, the ones with influence, the ones with power, the ones that control the wealth, the spreadsheets, the monopoly money, the food coupons that can spread it around to those scientists and engineers that they are using to engineer humanity out of existence because they believe that the humans are going to strike first. So they are preemptively working to whack all of us to take us all out. I'm telling you, you can hear it in this guy's voice, the way he speaks, and you can hear it in the words of Yuval Noah Harari. I'm telling you, folks, this is what they are after. They want to wipe us out. And those that get to live will be hooked up to the VR, the AR, the metaverse, and drugged out on psychedelics. It's all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold in the present, folks. When we get back from this short break, I'm going to wrap this up and just give you a summary of what we learned here and where I think that this is going, ladies and gentlemen, and what I am going to cover next. 
uh, since we finally did this and put this together for you. I know it was a bit choppy, folks, but we're getting there. We're getting there. We got to get the information out to folks. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 